Hello all my nieces and nephews, and welcome to Auntie Jojo's library. All listeners are welcome in my library, but it was specifically created for my seven wonderful nieces and nephews. I have a very special guest reader for you all today. Auntie Mama and Auntie Mommy's best friend, La, is going to be reading chapters from Peter Pan with us today. She will be reading chapters four through six in the Calico Illustrated Classics, Peter Pan. Let's get started. You shouldn't say such things, said Peter to Tinkerbell. Of course I'm sorry, but how was I supposed to know you were inside there? Wendy gasped. If only she'd stay still and let me see her. I wish she was my fairy. They hardly ever stand still, Wendy. Peter listened again. She's not very polite. I can't tell you what she said about you. Wendy frowned but continued. Where do you live now, Peter? Still with fairies? Sometimes, but mostly I live with the Lost Boys. They're children who have fallen out of their strollers when their nanny wasn't looking. They're sent to the Neverland, and I'm their captain. That sounds like such fun, said Wendy. It's very lonely because there are no girls in the Neverland, said Peter. That's because girls are too smart to fall out of anything. Wendy was pleased. He thought so highly of girls. John there, he despises girls. Peter rose and kicked John, blankets and all, out of bed. John never stirred. Wendy thought that was a rather rude thing to do. She reminded Peter that he wasn't captain of her house, and he needn't kick anyone, but she knew he meant to be kind. So she said, You may give me a kiss. She had forgotten his ignorance of kisses. I thought you would want it back. He held out the thimble for return. Oh, dear, said Wendy. I don't mean a kiss. I mean a thimble. What's that? asked Peter. It's like this, said Wendy. She kissed him. Funny, said Peter. Now should I give you a thimble? If you wish to, said Wendy. Peter did so, and almost immediately Wendy screeched. What's wrong, Wendy? It felt as if someone pulled my hair. That's Tink. She's been extra naughty tonight. She says she will do that to you every time I give you a thimble. Peter couldn't understand why, but Wendy thought she knew the reason. Peter continued. As I said before, it's lonely in the Neverland. That's why I come to this nursery. I love the stories your mother tells. I don't know any stories of my own. In fact, none of the boys in the the Neverland know any stories. My favorite was the one where the girl loses a glass slipper. I never did hear the whole story. Wendy jumped up. That's Cinderella. The prince finds her and they live happily ever after. Upon hearing that, Peter rushed to the window. I'm off to tell the lost boys. Wait, cried Wendy. I know lots of stories. I could tell the lost boys. Peter gripped her arm and dragged her toward the window. Let me go, she ordered him. Do come with me, Wendy. Tell us stories. The boys would love to hear them. Wendy was flattered but came to her senses. What about mother? And besides, I can't fly. I'll teach you, said Peter. You just jump on the wind's back and away you go. Then he added, you'd see mermaids and you'll be able to tuck us in at night. No one has ever tucked us in at night. Wendy couldn't believe it. Never to be tucked in by anyone? How sad. Maybe you could fix our clothes, said Peter, and make pockets for us. We don't have pockets. Wendy found it hard to resist Peter. Will you teach John and Michael to fly too? She shook the boys. Wake up. Tonight you're going to fly with Peter Pan. I want to go outside and fly a billion miles, said Michael. 
To fly, said Peter, is easy. Just think wonderful, lovely thoughts. They'll lift you right up in the air. Wendy hesitated. Peter tried to lure her out. There are mermaids, pirates too. Pirates, asked John. Let's go. All at once, the darling children thought happy, wonderful, lovely thoughts. They flew about the nursery thanks to Peter's advice and the fairy dust he sprinkled on them. At the house down the street, Nana showed up barking. She had broken free of the chain. Mr. and Mrs. Darling sensed danger. They left the house without so much as a goodbye and hurried home. When they got to the house, they looked up at the nursery window. It was still shut, but the room was ablaze in light. Then they saw what they had dreaded. On the shadow of the curtain, there were not three, but four figures circling around and around in the air. They started up the steps to the nursery. They would have made it too had it not been for the stars in the sky watching. One of them blew open the nursery window. When they all beckoned to Peter, Now! Peter knew it was time to leave at once. Come away, come away, cried Peter, as he motioned for the others to join him. A second later, Wendy, John, and Michael followed him into the night sky. By the time the darlings rushed into the room with Nana, it was too late. The children were gone. Chapter 5. The Flight Second star to the right, and then straight on till morning. Peter had told Wendy that was the way to the Neverland. They flew on past the mountains, hills, and tall buildings. They completely trusted Peter to guide them safely on their adventure. When playing follow the leader, Peter would fly so very close to the water. After a while, the children started to think Peter was showing off. But we must be nice to him, said Wendy. What if he should leave us? Then we'd go on and find our way home, said John. We just have to fly straight. On for the world is round, so in time we'd get back to our window. After flying for many hours, Peter announced, There it is. Where, the children asked. Where all the arrows are pointing. Indeed, a million golden arrows pointed out the island to the children. They were told to do so. By who? The sun, of course. The sun wanted to make sure they found their way before leaving them for the night. Wendy, John, and Michael stood on tiptoe to get their first sight of the Neverland. They recognized it at once. John, there's the lagoon, said Wendy. I see your flamingo with the broken leg, and Michael, there's your cave. John pointed out the turtles burying their eggs and the smoke rings that showed where the Indians camp. I can tell by the rings that they're on the warpath. Where are they? asked Michael. I don't see them. Over there, said John, just across the mysterious river. Seeing the Indians made them all a tad frightened. Perhaps they remembered the scary roar of the beasts, too. Peter was annoyed that they knew so much about the Neverland, but he was pleased that they were scared. There were no night lights for Nana to put in any longer. Of course the Neverland had been make-believe in those days, but it was real now, too real for Wendy, John, and Michael. Perhaps the children, who'd been flying apart, suddenly huddled together close to Peter. They don't want us to land, said Peter. Who? whispered Wendy, shuddering. The pirates, answered Peter. I've never seen so many. Their captain is Hook. When Peter said his name, his face became serious. At the mention of Hook, Michael cried. Even John had heard how evil Hook was. That's him, said Peter. I cut off his right hand. He has an iron hook instead of a hand, and he claws with it. John gulped. Claws? Yes, claws, said Peter, gesturing as if he had a claw. Now there's one thing you must promise me. Every boy under me has promised, and you must too. John's face grew white. If we meet Hook and fight, you must leave him to me, Peter said. I promise, said John. 
They started to feel safer because Dink was flying with them. With her light, they could see each other in the dark. Unfortunately, she couldn't fly as slow as them, so she had to circle them, which made a halo-like glow around them. Wendy quite liked it until pointed out, until Peter pointed out the drawback. Tink tells me that pirates have spotted her light. Their guns are out, Peter said. Wendy gasped. Tell her to go away at once, Peter. She's frightened, said Peter. I can't send her away if she's frightened. For a moment, the circle was broken as Tink gave Peter a loving pinch. Wendy begged. Please tell her to put out her light. She can't unless she's sleeping, and she's not sleepy, said Peter. If only one of us had a pocket, we could carry her in it. That's when he noticed John's hat. Tink agreed to travel under the hat if she was carried by hand. John agreed to carry her, which disappointed Tink. She had hoped Peter would carry her. After a few moments, John passed the hat to Wendy. This made Tinkerbell angry, for Tinkerbell did not like Wendy and didn't want to feel obligated to her. The children flew on in silence with the light hidden. The silence was broken minutes later by the sound of gunfire. This surely allowed the three to see the difference between an island of make-believe and the island come true. Lucky for them, no one was injured in the blast. Although not hit, Peter was carried by the wind and shot far out to sea. Wendy was blown upward with no companion except Tinkerbell. It would have been smart of Wendy to drop that hat at that moment, but she didn't. Tink popped out of the hat and lured Wendy to trouble. Tink wasn't all bad all the time. Sometimes she was all good. Because they're so small, fairies have to be one or the other. They only have room for one feeling at a time. At this moment, Tink was feeling jealous of Wendy. Very jealous. And what she said in her lovely fairy language sounded kind, but wasn't. Not at all. It was full of naughty words. Wendy didn't know the difference and went toward Tink. What else could she do? She didn't know that Tink disliked her. So confused by the fairy language, Wendy followed Tink. She followed Tink straight to her doom. Chapter 6 The Island Feeling that Peter was about to return to the Neverland, the island woke up. Without Peter, the island was quiet, but with Peter's return, the island would burst with activity. On this evening, the Lost Boys were out looking for Peter. The pirates were out looking for the Lost Boys. The Indians, well, they were out looking for the pirates, and the beasts were looking for the Indians. Each group was going round and round the island. Since they were all going in the same direction, they didn't meet. All were up to no good except the boys, who just wanted to greet their captain. Tonight, there were six boys. Sometimes there were more, sometimes less. Some moved on when they seemed to be growing up. They knew that growing up was against Peter's rules. Toodles wasn't the bravest of the lost boys, and he had terrible luck. He usually missed the adventures and excitement because he'd be off doing something alone. Tink was looking for mischief this evening and thought Toodles would be the most easily tricked lost boy. The other lost boys, Nibs, Slightly, Curly, and the twins were not as easily fooled. No sooner did the lost boys pass when the pirates came by. In the midst of them, carried by chariot, was James Hook. His hair was long with black curls. His eyes looked like a pleasant blue until he plunged at you. Then they'd get red spots that lit up horribly. Hook was a sinister man, but never more sinister than when he was polite. He had more courage than most men. The only thing feared was the sight of his own blood, but the grimmest part of him was his iron claw. On the trail of the pirates were the Indians. 
They carried knives and were in search of the pirates. Great Little Big Panther led the way. Bringing up the rear was Tiger Lily. She was most beautiful and stood tall. The Indians disappeared as they'd come, like shadows. Soon their place was taken by the beast, lions, tigers, and bears. Their tongues hung out because they were hungry. After the beast passed, the very last to come through was a gigantic crocodile. Who do you think he was searching for? Once the croc passed, the parade started again. The first to fall out of the moving circle were the boys. Sitting down on a rock, Slightly said, I do wish Peter would come back. Not that I'm afraid of pirates, but I want to know if he heard anything more about Cinderella. Suddenly they heard a sound in the distance. As it grew louder, they heard a song. A vast belay when I appear, by fear they're overtook. Knots left upon your bones when you have shaken claws with hook. At once the lost boys scattered, quicker than rabbits, with the exception of Nibs. All were already in their underground homes. Look closer, and you'll see seven large trees, each a hollow trunk. These are the seven entrances to the home under the ground. As the pirates advanced, Starkey caught sight of Nibs, disappearing through the woods. As he lifted his pistol to let out a warning, an iron claw gripped his shoulder. Hook's dark voice boomed. Put that away. The sound would have Tiger Lily's Indians upon us. Besides, it's Peter Pan I must have. He was the one who cut off my arm, he whipped. His hook through the air. I've waited a long time to shake his hand with my hook. I'll tear right through him. Ay, said Starkey. If I were a mother, I would pray to have my children born with a hook as fine as yours. Hook smiled. Peter flung my arm to a crocodile that was passing by. That explains your fear of crocodiles, said Smee. Not all crocodiles, Hook corrected him. Just that one. It liked my arm so much that it's followed me ever since. From sea to sea, land to land, licking its lips for the rest of me. In a way, said Smee, it's a compliment. Hook barked. I want no such compliment. I want Peter Pan. With that, Hook plopped down on a large mushroom. Smee, that croc would have had me before this, but by luck it swallowed a clock that goes tick, tick, tick inside it, so before it reaches me I hear the ticking and bolt. Some day, said Smee, the clock will run down and then he'll get you. Hook licked his dry lips. That's the fear that haunts me. Hook shifted on the mushroom. Why does this mushroom seem so hot? When he stood, he saw it wasn't a mushroom at all, rather a chimney in disguise. Not only did smoke start to rise, but voices of the lost boys rose up as well. Hook immediately noticed that seven trees and came up with a plan. He rushed back to the ship to make a poison pie for the boys. He'd leave it where the boys would surely find and eat it. After all, they didn't have a mother who would tell them not to eat the sweets. Hook and the pirates danced and started to sing a little song. They never finished the song. They heard the tiniest of sounds. Tick, 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 and fled. Hook shuddered and screamed. The crocodile! When Nibs returned to the Lost Boys later that evening, he called the others out. Look what I see, a beautiful white bird. What kind of bird, asked of one of the twins. I don't know, but as it flies, it moans, poor Wendy. Poor Wendy, questioned the other twin. I remember, said Slightly, they're birds called Wendy's. Here it comes. Wendy was now overhead. They could barely hear her cry over Tink's shrill voice. Tink was no longer pretending to be Wendy's friend. In a jealous rage, she pinched Wendy each time she touched her. Hello, Tink, called the Lost Boys. Tink's reply rang out. Peter wants you to shoot the Windy. The boys always obeyed Peter Pan's orders. They grabbed their bows and arrows. Quick, Toodles, said Tink. 
Peter will be so pleased. Tootles always wanted to please Peter. He lifted his arrow to his bow. Out of the way, Tink, he shouted and fired. A second later, Wendy fluttered to the ground with an arrow stuck in her chest. It was such a pleasure to have La join us in our library today. I hope you all enjoyed her readings of chapters 4 through 6 of Peter Pan. On January 14th, we will be reading chapters 7 through 9 of Peter Pan, and on the 18th, we'll read chapters 10 through 12, and we will have a special guest join us January 21st to finish out the reading of Peter Pan. Don't forget that Auntie Jojo has a special request for her birthday month. I'd like for all of my listeners to submit short stories that I can read on air. You can email your short story to auntiejojoslibrary at gmail.com. I'd love to hear about your adventures, your pet's adventures, or the adventures that you'd like to take with your Auntie Jojo. I'm looking forward to sharing more stories with you.